The Frederick Playlist Podcast is brought to you in part by Mystery Ton Studios. Looking for a place to record your music? Welcome to Mystery Ton Studios. They are a full-service recording, mixing, and mastering studio located 15 minutes outside of Frederick, Maryland. Owner-engineer Kenny Eaton has years of experience working with musicians around the world and a passion for one thing, helping artists realize their vision. Go to mysterytonstudios.com to learn more and schedule a free tour today. That's M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y-T-O-N studios.com. Your music matters. Hello, everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Frederick Playlist Podcast. Uh, I'm here with somebody who has infinitely, I couldn't get the word, better voice than I, who if he did all of the voiceovers for this podcast, it would be the number one podcast in the nation. One of my favorite people in the world. Todd C. Walker, how are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I set it up for that, didn't you I? You did. That you did a very nice job. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, how are you? I'm, I'm wonderful. And how are you? I'm okay. I haven't seen you in a while. No, so. I see you more on television now. Te- in a, in a, I'm, I'm never on television. Well, in the Frederick Playlist, when you have the, um, what do you call it, the one takes? Oh, the one takes. You've watched the one takes? I did. Cool. That's the, yeah. Well, did you see them all? I didn't see all of them. Mm-hmm. My favorite was Double Motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of feedback on that because of the whole interviewing myself thing. which a lot of Very clever, but what I really want to know is where did you get the jacket? The jacket? That was actually just thrown at the last seconds. It was just laying around, so I just put it on. It should be part of your wardrobe this Thursday. <laughs> this Thursday. Thank you. Perfect segue. That's why, that's why we're here. Todd... The fourth annual Frederick Music Showcase, who would have thought they'd ever allow us to do one, and then two, and then three, and now four. We're going to the Weinberg Center. You, sir, and a lot of people may or may not know this as trivia, you're the only person to play every single Frederick Music Showcase. I did not know that. (laughs) So so, uh, first of all, what do you think of that honor? I, I am humbled by it, to be honest with you. First of all, to be asked four years ago, but to be um, recalled, I guess, is uh, Come or recycled. I, I Re- <laughs> recalled or recycled. Um, and so this is, you've been at every one. I have. Um, and I, I really am truly interested. Now, we, we'll, we'll set it up. You always play up in the balcony. I in do. The, in the, um, the second floor of the uh lobby i couldn't think of the word the lobby and so you have seen it from a different different bird's eye view every single year do you have any years or memories that stick out one that i'm very lonely up there (laughs) so this year for those listening go up and say hello to todd although i think they rope it off we do rope it off that's right because we don't well i say we i I have nothing to do with frederick playlist or other than the fact i know you (laughs) The Weinberg. Or, or the Weinberg, yeah. <laughs> but they do allow me to perform up in that balcony, mm-hmm. which is problematic for one because speakers, um, unless you have a, a big line array system like they do in the Weinberg, mm-hmm. where it projects the sound not only out but up and down. Yeah. And the speakers that, if you set them on the floor on that balcony, mm-hmm. they project it out with the exception of the low end. The low end permeates the room. Uh-huh. So no matter how I EQ it, it sounds perfectly fine to me. But down below, it's very muffled because it's very low-end heavy. Mm-hmm. So my challenge this year is to come up with some sort of a, an arrangement where the sound is projected down into the, the lobby rather than to uh, mm-hmm. across to someone 
fictitiously standing on the uh, the other side of the balcony. And but how do you plan to do this? Then? I'm not quite sure yet. Okay. I've been I've been kind of experimenting. But my observation is, for one, it's always nerve wracking, as you know, as the host of the show. Twenty minutes before, when the room is only there's only maybe a hundred people in the in the, yeah. and you're thinking, well, gosh, the show's going to start. Where is everybody? Is this going to be a yeah. A bomb. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts is when they, the ushers and everyone get together and they get the instructions for mm-hmm. the evening. Folks, yeah. we're going to be opening the doors in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. You all know your positions. Let's keep everybody happy. Mm-hmm. So I love behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I love backstories. When you, when you watch movies, my wife and I watch DVDs a lot. Mm-hmm. At the end, it'll say features. And that's one of my favorite parts because it's usually – the interviews with the actors or the inter- interviews with the director or mm-hmm. the producer or the writer of the book that the movie was made of and stuff like So I like that behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I love being behind the scenes like down in the dressing rooms mm-hmm. for shows at the Weinberg because you're somewhat removed but you're part of, mm-hmm. but you see the part that no one else does. Yeah. So being up there, I get to see the before the show. That's true. I get to see you running around nervous as a cat because you're – Afraid no one's going to show up, and I always know they will because you put the show on, and you do such a fantastic job, by the way. No, I'm I'm always nervous about that, and I'm nervous about it this year as well. Um, the the first couple years, we it was really, I mean, we had about 600 people come out each year, which was a lot. Um, last year, the numbers were down a little bit, and I'm really interested to see how this year goes. We have one less act. Um, for the first three years, I reserved a spot for um, uh, a cover band because I figured that would be a draw. And you know what? It wasn't as much of a draw as I thought it would be. I don't know why. But, you know, like last year, Guys in Thin Ties, I thought they'd bring a ton of people. There there weren't too, too many people there. I, I think the second year we had Freddie Long actually headline it, and he's a pretty well-known cover act. Um, and by the time I felt so bad for him, by the time the show wound down, there, there weren't as many people there, um, which is actually a, another reason why this year we're going with three instead of four, because I, I think people, they don't want to spend four hours on a Thursday night. It can be difficult. It's, it's that term, they use, what, sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's when you go into a Walmart, which I'd only do at the holidays to buy inexpensive holiday trappings for our show at the Frederick Coffee Company because I'm doing it on a budget. Uh-huh. But is you can only take in so much. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems, I think, with a multi-artist show where the artists are somewhat local, mm-hmm. they have family, friends, fans, they bring a fair number of people. You've got three other bands. They do the same thing. Mm-hmm. The family, friends, and so forth from the first will stay midway through the second act. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't wow them, mm-hmm. they'll start trickling out. Yeah. Same thing happens after the second band. Mm-hmm. They'll start trickling out during the third, and by the time you get to the fourth, it's the same thing you get at open mics. Yeah, and that's another perfect segue. I wanted to talk about that, too. You run, or at least you did. I, don't. I did. Okay, so Frederick Coffee Company does not have an open mic anymore? That is correct. We, gosh, it was over two years ago we stopped it. Okay. And it's amazing how time goes. Just like the four, this is the fourth year, I was thinking... This can't be the fourth year already. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I remember doing the the open mic story for 72 hours, Mm -hmm. and it seemed like that was just yesterday, and you just said that the coffee company has been down for two years. Uh, Do you miss open mics? I do, and I don't. What I really miss, honestly, is that I don't get to hear up-and-coming, especially the high school kids, Mm -hmm. 
who many of whom, I mean, Joe, who's your partner in Double Motorcycle. That's right, yeah. Was one of the Sherpas. Ah. The um, and Evan was his partner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Evan and, from Cheshire now. Yeah. Okay. The, the drummer and yeah. my neighbor actually now uh, he lives around the corner. Really, mm-hmm. Evan Owens. Yeah. No kidding. And they used to come in. And they weren't necessarily regulars like they were there every week. They would come in probably every, gosh, five or six weeks mm-hmm. because they were busy. Especially Joe with his theater and things like that. He was still. He's just getting into that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And they would come in and they would do this. You know, Joe does his. Yeah. <laughs> where he just all of a sudden he'll stare at the camera or whatever yeah. and just do this bizarre thing mm-hmm. and he would always crack Evan up but mm-hmm. anyways I miss that part of the open mic mm-hmm. and it's been fun to see Luna is is yeah. someone now she did wasn't a, a graduate of the open mic but she when she was in college she would come back and do shows occasionally at the uh, Frederick Coffee Company mm-hmm. and the um, it's wonderful to see her because if I'm not mistaken was wasn't she the female vocalist in the double motorcycle in the double motorcycle one take yes yeah, yeah. she changes her appearance enough that i get <laughs> confused does. at times yes yeah we've been fortunate she's come out to a bunch of shows and she'll sit in from time to time just kind of because she's amazing she Good really kick butt voice yeah really 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 amazing i want to get her on one of these podcasts uh, but she's waiting to put the finishing touches on her first album so oh isn't she, that terrific yeah so i hope that that gets done soon i mean everybody wants to hear it right we're all in huge anticipation of that. So, but if you don't go do the open mics like you did, does that free you up to play? Like, have you been out there to play your own music more? That was part of the intent. Because mm-hmm. we used to do the Monday Night Songwriter Showcase concert at Brewer's Alley weekly. Mm-hmm. That's with, right. With yeah. the exception of the month of December. They need the room for holiday parties to rent out. Mm-hmm. Now we do it once a month. And my two years ago when they we were trying to decide whether to just kill it basically mm-hmm. or to modify it somewhat because to do that to do the open mic every week because you have to set up the equipment um the challenge in any open mic or showcase where you have more than three or four performers for the host mm-hmm. um, and i've spoken with many other hosts of open mics is you, you hate to use trite expressions but it's a, sort of like herding cats mm-hmm. you have to make sure that everyone is prepared to go on stage when it's their turn and they're not in the bathroom or they're not out having a cigarette or they're not around the corner tuning their guitar that brings another important thing up the guitar should be tuned before you walk on stage and the battery should have been changed in the pickup system (laughs) i got tired of buying those big what 20 packs of nine volt batteries at costco finally i just because i was going through them about every four months because people come up and go well you know i don't think my pickup works <laughs> why would that be well i think the battery's dead how long did you know have you known well probably three or four months well, that, <laughs> why would you show up then? You why know, would you? it's like the person who shows up and they, they sign their name and you can't really because you don't know who they are and there's mm-hmm. a room full of people and you say yeah. jerome's coming up now jerome and you see this person stand up and they're walking up hands free they don't even have the you know, the band in a box in their hand. <laughs> the and, they, and they walk up, and I say, are you singing a cappella? Well, no, I'm going to play guitar. I'm, where's your guitar? Well, I'm going to play yours. Oh. No, we're not n- going never. to borrow <laughs> Todd's guitar. Todd's guitar is a $3,000 guitar, I don't think. But I want to play. I, you should have been prepared. Where's your guitar? Well, it's at home. Did you know you were going to be coming in? Well, yeah, but I didn't feel like bringing it. It's kind of like... 
So the the reason for stopping the open mic at the Frederick Coffee Company was not so much to free Todd up. Mm-hmm. It really was because it had become too popular. Well, when I was there, you I remember you telling me people had to come an hour or so beforehand to sign up because if they didn't, there wouldn't be a slot. There wouldn't be a slot. And you guys, I think it was a two-hour open mic? We, we started at, uh, the show started at, gosh, when did we start? Seven, went to 9.30. Oh, okay, so it was two and a half hours. Yeah. Wow, okay. So we, we could feasibly get 16 performers because everyone did two songs. Mm-hmm. I figured that that's 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. You have some people who get up and they decide not to do the second song because they, they're too nervous. They couldn't. They could, Barely make it through the first one. Mm-hmm. So you save time there. Then you got the person like myself who speaks a lot between songs, and their 12 minutes becomes now 18, now 20, now 22. Now you're behind the clock. So as a host, what you're constantly doing is looking at the clock, mm-hmm. making sure either by eye contact or going up and speaking to the person, hey, you're next mm-hmm. or you're second from this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's your guitar? Mm-hmm. Is it tuned? That kind of stuff. So by the end of the night, you're worn out. Well, there wasn't. It wasn't always only singers and guitar players because the biggest correct. thing that stuck out to me when I covered the open mic for you guys and you talked this guy up to me as well was this kid, very young at the time, drummer, who brought electronic drums mm-hmm. and just kind of played along to a song. Yes. And you said he would get everybody going, and he did. He really did. Everybody was excited to see him. Do you? Do you keep it? I don't. I don't want to say keep in contact because I don't know. Didn't think you guys ever went and get got lunch once a week, but do you those artists who used to be at the open mic are they still people you run into? Still people you keep track of? Uh, many I run into. Some of the younger uh, performers, not so much. The, um, Matt Kramer, who you may or may not know of, I do. Yeah. All right. Um, his his girlfriend Kaylin, mm-hmm. the um, terrific voice, mm-hmm. and she would come up and sometimes sing with someone else playing guitar sometimes she'd come up and play guitar mm-hmm. and then she started doing some things with matt would back her up the matt happened to be at the frederick coffee company and i hadn't seen matt probably in at least three years mm-hmm. but he was someone who kind of came up through the he wasn't always at the open mics but i also knew him from making music mm-hmm. um and i know his uncle ron kramer from frederick uh, from uh, habitat the, um, but I saw him, I said, hey, how are you? He goes, oh, I'm great, good to see you. I said, I haven't seen you in forever. He goes, well, I live in Baltimore now. Mm. I said, whatever happened to Kaylin? He says, oh, well, she's my girlfriend. Oh. You know, is she still playing? <laughs> yes, she is. So it's, you know, you run into people that way. Some of the older performers I've kept in contact with because they have gone from open mic performers to actually performing, mm-hmm. The which is wonderful. Yeah. The... Yeah. Some of them I like to book because I do some booking for some of the um, local venues. Mm-hmm. I would like to to book them, but many of the venues don't have much space, so it's solo or duo only, and they're now in a band. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult, as you know, and I think that's probably one of the reasons you started the Frederick Playlist concerts was for some of the, or for many of the bands, because there are four or five people in the band, it is difficult for them to find gigs that pay well enough to make it worth their while. Yes. Plus, they have to lug all the equipment, yes. especially if you have a drummer. You're a drummer. You understand that. Mm-hmm. The drummer's always there one hour before everybody else and there for an hour <laughs> after everyone's having a beer. That's very true. <laughs> it's very, very true. That's why we all need uh, road roadies. We need We need sort of, you know, I, I, I'm in the market for a drum tech if anybody wants to. Or world tour, uh, 
which is going to happen. Uh, actually, we did something that you might appreciate uh, in December. We played four shows in one day in Frederick. Wow. So we world toured Frederick. And that's that was and you've done that, but you've played multiple shows in a day. I have. And and I and this should also be known too. Pu- pulling the curtain back, you were talking earlier about the Weinberg. But um, for as long as Frederick Playlist has been going now, and I guess it would be at least four years since the showcase will be turned four this week. Um, every week on Thursday afternoon, I publish something called the Weekend Playlist, where uh, I round up all the shows and try to put them all in one place. Well, somebody was doing that before I ever did, and that was you. <laughs> you send out an email. I get that email. Mm-hmm. Um, to I, I'm assuming a lot of people. I, and I wanted to ask you when you started doing that, and what gave you the idea, and how do you curate all that every week? Well, the the idea behind it was mainly because some of the music venues, the smaller ones, the coffee shops, Mm -hmm. um, people didn't understand or recognize the fact that on Friday and Saturday evening or Sunday afternoon, whatever it tends to be, have live music, and it's basically free. Mm -hmm. All the venue um, or the coffee shop, whatever it is, all they actually request, they don't push you into it, is that you purchase something Mm -hmm. because if you're going to come in and take a seat for three hours or two hours if you don't purchase something then you're basically going to the library Mm -hmm. and they need that seat for especially if the room is full that was part of the problem with the coffee company's open mic Mm -hmm. the room would be full with family and friends of a lot of the performers and some of the younger performers and it's not to pick them out really but it tended to be that type of, of uh, age range would come in with 10 or 12 of their friends because they all wanted to support that person mm-hmm. they wouldn't pay attention to any of the, of the other performers they'd hopefully sit in the what I call the back room which is really the front room because mm-hmm. it's the one you walk into mm-hmm. you know having a great time hooting and hollering having a great time and when their friend would come up they would all move to the front room mm-hmm. stand in front of the counter so no one could get to the counter to purchase anything listen intently you know uproariously applauding when they'd finish the song and then at the end of the song, they'd all leave. They'd leave without buying anything. One might buy a water. Yeah. <laughs> so buy what was happening was the the owner noticed that on Tuesday nights, which many of the regular customers who were coming in for a cup of coffee or a sandwich coming home from work would come to the front door and just see a mass of people and go, oh, forget it, the line's too long. Mm. And they would leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the owner would bring in extra help. There would be no, more things to clean up at the end of the night so that he had to pay people longer. Mm-hmm. And the next morning, whoever came in at 6 a.m. had to pick up from some things outside, cigarette butts or whatever. Um, he realized he was making less money on what appeared to be, on the surface, a very, very busy night. Mm-hmm. So it came down to a dollars and cents thing. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, he wanted me to, to say I didn't want to do it any longer. He'd say, what do you think, should we cancel it? It's up to you. Well, no, no, it's up to you. I said, no. So we went back and forth for a year that way. And he said, would it hurt your feelings if we stopped doing it? And I said, no, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. You're, it's your business. Yeah. Because yeah. the whole idea, and that's one thing that um, I have difficulty conveying to some of my musician friends who think that the venue's job and the audience's job is to sit quietly and listen. Mm-hmm. That is true in a concert where they pay money to walk in the front door, mm-hmm. um, even for what's coming up on Thursday. 
people will chit chat for sure. Mm-hmm. The music is going to be loud enough that the band won't hear them do that mm-hmm. unless they're loud and raucous in the front row, and then they'll they'll hear it just from bleed. But mm-hmm. the it, but in a coffee shop or a bar mm-hmm. or some sort of lounge, the the people are there to experience the atmosphere. So the performer really is in. I hate to say it, but a human jukebox in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be an entertainer, but also recognize the fact that maybe the people don't want to be spoken to or pulled into the show. And the um, one of my pet peeves about performers is standing and having a gig and having a big music stand right in front of you so mm-hmm. all the audience can see who are sitting down and you're standing up is this much of the top of your head <laughs> and from your belt buckle down. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is effectively putting a wall between you and the people who potentially are listening. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for the camera guy who wants to take promotional shots for you yeah. to do that, too. Because then I, and when I say I, because I love doing uh, photography and I love shooting at the Weinberg when we do these That's shows. Right, I've gotten yeah. some fantastic, in my opinion, mm-hmm. fantastic to me, maybe not to everyone else. Because well, I've never seen them. I, you always tell me that because you, you, you sit up in the balcony. I'm the only one on the balcony. Yeah. I get the free roam. Mm-hmm. The, um, I am not a good photographer in that I don't know how to do the digital stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can't change the f-stop. Yeah. And I've done the tutorials on YouTube. and it just doesn't work. They, no. they say and they go, well, you press this, 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 this. See, there, that's how you do it. And I'm going, do that again. I, yeah. you know, I go, and it's, <laughs> no, give me the slow version. Yeah. <laughs> you turn it on this way. See what I just did? (laughs) So what I have to do in order to get the – because the automatic eye on a camera, which is part of the problem with iPhones and so forth, when you take a photo of someone under spotlights, Mm -hmm. is the light sensor in the camera is trying to balance everything. So if something is dark to the sides, but you're pointing the camera at the person who's under the spotlight, it's going to open – the the aperture Mm -hmm. to let in more light so that you can see the parts of the shot that are dark that's wonderful except now the person you were trying to shoot is just a white halo yeah (laughs) so what i discovered was and i don't want to do a flash that's why you're not supposed to take photos and concerts Mm -hmm. and things like that it's very distracting yeah not only for the performer but for someone sitting in the audience so i've got this thing that i stick over the I, i but if you use the flash and cover your hand over it it tricks the camera into just doing a very quick shutter. Really? I didn't know that. So what I've learned is I, I make this hood, and it's basically made out of dark cloth and duct tape and all. It looks really ugly. Mm-hmm. And I slip it over the top of that little you know flash that flips up on the top of the camera. Mm-hmm. And then I can get, most of the time, an accurate shot of the performers. Hmm. Not always. It depends. Hmm. Um, I keep forgetting to take my tripod, so I'm hand-holding. And sometimes what I think becomes a great shot when I look at the little screen, when I get home and put it on the computer and it's blown up, is my movement created it to be, even though it was actually in focus, mm-hmm. my, the movement of my hand created disturbance in the shot. So I have to be very careful. So what I'll do many times if I forget the tripod is I'll rest the camera on the front of the balcony. Wow. That, so what if it falls? I'm careful to... <laughs> That could be bad. So far. Yeah, well, three. Come this this Thursday, everybody. See if Todd. Hard hats for people in the 20th through the 40th <laughs> yeah, row. Yeah. Um, I want to talk, however, briefly about fame as well, because you're involved with that FAME. Yeah, Frederick um, Acoustic Music Enterprise. And I'm just uh, kind of sort of the state of it, how it, it's going, what events you guys have coming up this year. It's it's February. Um, the This 
keeps going like is it growing is is it is it in a good place it is in a good place the number of members i'm not on the board anymore i was on the board for the first gosh four years i guess Mm -hmm. i think we're in the the sixth season if i recall Mm -hmm. rick hill is the the president and he's really the driving force behind it Mm -hmm. and he's a very good parliamentarian yes and so in the board meetings and i would be the one who kind of goes off on a tangent, and he'd allow me to go off on a tangent, and then he would just kind of grab me and pull me back. <laughs> the um, He has been very, very good within the last two years of getting members on the board who are more active. Mm-hmm. The problem that we had for the first four years was between Rick and myself, and Rick is very busy. He's a minister. Mm-hmm. As you know, you know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great guy. He's, he's yeah, a wonderful guy. Yeah, he really is. Mm-hmm. Very talented, and he... We call him the Pete Seeger of, of Frederick County. I could see that. Because <laughs> one of his look, but also he loves sing-alongs, He basically. loves sing-alongs, and he loves all different kinds of instruments, too. He does. He has a goal to, um, I'm not sure how many instruments he's up to, but to learn at least one song proficiently on many instruments. Mm-hmm. Mainly you'll see him with his banjo or mm-hmm. his, what I call his glockenspiel, which is a hammered dulcimer, yeah. which is the predecessor to the piano, actually, mm-hmm. um, or his guitar. The But he does have a stand-up bass now. I guess they're oh. referred to as a double bass. Is that correct? Yeah, wow. Well, I didn't know. Did he just get that? I think he's had it for a couple of years. I'm not sure he's brought it out much. Mm-hmm. They're very difficult to transport, as you can well imagine. Yes, they are. <laughs> When we would have open mics at the Frederick Coffee Company and you'd see someone walk in the door with a double bass, it was kind of like, oh, gosh, what are we going to do with that? (laughs) (laughs) you got to squeeze it through the crowd and then you have to— Yes, because I'm always concerned about damage. Yes. You know, and they're— coming back on you if there's damage. Yep. And uh, now they do make plastic ones or, you know, Mm -hmm. polycarbonate ones, which actually sound fairly good, especially amplified. Mm -hmm. Um, But they will crack if you hit them hard enough. So it can be a problem. But he's a wonderful man. The— what they and he has tried to um, get the organization to be more inclusive. The whole it's folk music of all genres, basically, mm-hmm. or excuse me, co- acoustic music of all genres has been very difficult to grab. Say the bluegrass people and mm-hmm. the uh, acoustic jazz people yeah. and the gospel people, because each one is an entity of itself, mm-hmm. and they're very. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use the word clickish, but yeah. They, it's very difficult to incorporate them into something, mm-hmm. um, but they're doing great things. They're. Um, Do they have doing... anything coming up this year? Like, because I know that uh, what was it? The Eagles, the Hotel California thing. That that was not fame. That was not fame. Okay, no. what am I thinking of? They did. They've done a. Um, gosh, the um, they're doing workshops at the library, which is terrific. Uh, they uh, was there. It was like maybe a Southern California nineteen seventies, nineteen sixties. Well, they they yes, they did a um, a theme period sixty seventies. Okay, and that was at Kuzmal uh, Theater, yeah. FCC, and that was a very very good show. Tom Colehep, who is uh, he's actually not on the board. Mm-hmm. He's the one in a, the Fame newsletter. If people have never read the Fame newsletter, it's an award winning newsletter. It's of all the newsletters I've ever seen, it's probably the best one. Visually, mm-hmm. and uh, Roy Green, who's uh, on the on the board, is the newsletter editor, and hmm. he does a fantastic job. Tom Colehep is the folk historian or folklorist of Frederick County. He writes an article in every newsletter about something. Might be about mm-hmm. the song Tom Dooley, what its origins were. Mm-hmm. Um, Patsy Cline, he did an article. He was the um, spearhead for putting getting the uh, Patsy Cline monument 
in front of the uh, little townhouse across from the uh, the entry to the Frederick the Great Frederick Fair, really? where she lived on the second floor for a period of time when she was married and living no in Frederick. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's and which was interesting in that I remember when they first brought it up, I'm thinking, this is not a good expensive <laughs> money. We don't have a lot of money. This is not a good deal. <laughs> not a good way. And I kind of went along with it because mm-hmm. I can be the stick and the, the fly in the ointment at times. <laughs> the And I just thought, gosh, this is a waste of, of money. And then I kind of got on board, but I was removed from the board at that point in time or just about so. And when the, and I couldn't be at the unveiling for mm-hmm. some reason. I had a real estate appointment, I think, maybe, or something. Mm-hmm. And they had board members and some fame members all in their T-shirts, and they had the owner of the, the house. Um, and someone from the paper came over. I can't remember mm-hmm. if it's uh, who it was. But the next morning, when Tom Colehep pulled up the Internet and went on some site, maybe it was Facebook, it was a post from, like, the Netherlands hmm. on this Patsy Klein memorial. Hmm. It became a worldwide sensation wow. for a short period of time, all within 24 to 48 hours. Wow. So they'll do things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. That's yeah. good. It, it's a really it, – it's also a group that I don't think enough people know about, you know? Like, I, I you guys are really, really – and you do a lot of First Saturday stuff as well, right? Um well, I do a lot of First Saturday Personally, stuff yeah. with the um, Everetti Square. Yeah, I book the, Yeah, I book yeah. their music for that and run that. But the fame sponsors the, the stage that you and I worked with two years ago at the uh, Festival of the Arts. Yeah, that's the one right. Towards East, East Street. It's now fame-sponsored. In fact, right. the email the other day was, are we going to be sponsoring it again this year? We need to start lining things up. Mm. So they do a lot of things. They do open mics at the Sky Stage, mm. which is a wonderful venue. Yeah. Uh, mm problematic in that it is open air yes and i think the one of the open mics that they hosted for sky stage got rained out last year it did the um and the one i went to where it rained i've forgotten the gentleman's name and i I apologize he's got a gurian guitar and gurian guitars were made during the 1970s and they're collector's items paul simon played one for long he still probably has his Mm -hmm. very nice sounding guitars the the fellow got up to, to sing and he was halfway through his song a few sprinkles hit and he said I'm done oh. he didn't want the guitar to get wet yeah so they shut it down for probably 20 minutes to a half an hour and then the rain stopped and they were able to do it but one of them if I recall did get rained out mm-hmm. like many of the performances regardless of what it is at mm-hmm. the sky stage they do have a show coming up on April the 21st um, my good friend Scott Barrett is the one who's producing okay. it um, he does it under the umbrella of fame and it's the songs of Canadian artists. Oh, cool. cool. Um, I'm doing two uh, Gordon Lightfoot songs and a, um, uh, what's his name? Coburn. Bruce Coburn. Bruce Coburn. Would you guys consider uh, Jesse Winchester Canadian artist because he spent so much time in Canada? His name has not come up. It's just, just a thought. Yep. <laughs> I know that he's not a, a Canadian per se, but he did spend the majority of his time in Canada for a while. So I mean that's just that's just something. Yeah, I will pass it along to Scott because it's I'm trying to stay out of it because it's he's the producer of the show. Mm-hmm. Generally, what we do, uh, and it'll be at the Performing Arts Center right there on Jefferson Street, mm-hmm. which is a nice theater, has stadium seating, mm-hmm. sits about 110 people if I'm not mistaken. The first year we did a show there, which was the. Um, California Dream, and you're absolutely That's right. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. I, I was it. trying to remember See, what the title was. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that I had something, 
somewhat correct. You, I just, you did. I didn't have it uh, entirely correct. Well, what was... threw me off was the Eagles. Yes. Well, I mean, when I think California, I mean, yeah. the Eagles are a California band, or at least. Oh, absolutely. Think, so. Um, well, we, we, we always, um, we always, we always wrap these things up with a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling you before we went on air that, that you'll have to email it to me. I will. And do you have a song that you plan on emailing? Yes, but I have to remember what the title is. <laughs> the few times that I go into the studio, which is v- rarely, and mm-hmm. I love the studio, but it's very nerve wracking for me because you have to be so precise. Mm-hmm. And I have discovered that when I play the guitar and sing, the way I sing is determined by the way I play. The mm-hmm. way I play is determined by how I sing along mm-hmm. with it. So in a studio where you're going to track everything, where you play the guitar mm-hmm. without singing, it's very difficult for me because it comes out differently than I normally would play it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the um, the studio engineer will always say, okay, what's the name of the title of this song? And then you don't have And there's dead air that. because, hello? <laughs> Number one, number two, number three. Yeah, just call it song one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll think of it soon. I just can't. Let's see what the okay. heck is it. My friend Tommy Wright calls it the whiskey song. It's, that, okay, so that if uh, that, that's close. It's actually, the, its actual title is Last Dollar. Last Dollar, in parentheses, the whiskey song. Yeah. Because if Tommy 1M that is Wright correct. says that, that's gospel right there. <laughs> that's what that is. Um so this Thursday, uh, the Weinberg Center for the Arts. Todd, you'll be there. I will be. I'm looking forward to it. Th- this will be a lot of fun. Um, the play, you know, you just brought up um, different uh, genres of acoustic music. Bluegrass is headlining this year, which will be a first for the showcase. The plate scrapers are gonna are gonna headline. We look forward to seeing you. Um, for those wondering too, Todd will be signing autographs from six to eight. <laughs> so. <laughs> Make sure you you bring your. They need new wallpaper in the men's room. Is what they need. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for stopping by, Todd. I really really appreciate it, and I can't can't say enough how much I appreciate you coming by to play. Uh, we've worked together a lot through the years. It's it's been a lot of fun. You're so easy to work with, which is really not something I could say about oh, the majority of people. <laughs> um, so really really appreciate what you're doing. Can't wait for Thursday. We'll have you back on sometime this podcast. Bring a guitar, and we'll do a we'll do a live song. And I'm still looking forward to the reading that first novel. That oh, it's it's on the way. Very it's good. It's on the way. But uh, yeah. Oh, and also, do you have a website that we can tell people? I do. It's it's my name, Todd, Todd. Middle Initial C Walker dot com. Okay. I have to admit that I don't update it as often as I should. Mm-hmm. Well, he's available for bar mitzvahs and uh, uh, supper clubs. We'll supper that. clubs are great. Yeah, supper clubs are great. Uh, thank you so much, Todd. And You're we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Well, I can feel my last dollar burning in my hand this morning. His glass is empty Spore another dram Sunrise comes too early Every afternoon Me, I hit this 
I can see my life Oh God, am I losing the race? Well, I can feel the spark As it fades into dark Well, I was born into the factory It seems like yesterday And I'm wearing worn out blisters Give me reason to my day Well now my mill is closing It's going overseas See the factory empty There's no more worker bees Well I can see my life Oh God am I losing the race Well I can feel the spark as it fades into dark Is life really over? I can see no other way So take this last almighty dollar It's all I've got to pay I can see my life Oh God, am I losing the race? Well, I can feel the spark As it fades into dark I can hear the whiskey calling It brings me to my knees So take my last dollar Give me one more whiskey, please Well, I can see my life Oh God, am I losing the race? Well, I can feel a spark as it fades into dark, as it fades into dark.